Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome in. Episode 191, What's Right with Nick Wright. Apologies for the people watching live on YouTube this morning for the substantial delay. We had a slight internet issue here at Trentage in Harlem. It has been since been worked out, but because of that, and I know I promised this five out of six shows, and I don't always deliver it, we are going to try to have a nice clean, tight, efficient show today. We will get to all of that. Also, it sounds like Demonte might need his headphones lowered a bit. While you guys do that, I will tell you all what missed the cut. Here's what is not on today's show. Daniel Jones may be out for the, well, is out for the year and might have played his last snap with the New York Giants. The Celtics suffer their first loss thanks to the incandescent Anthony Edwards, and Nikola Jokic passes LeBron James in all-time triple-doubles. Demonze, where we must begin, though, is with a football game that if you were on the West Coast, you probably didn't see, but if you weren't, you missed a heck of a performance from arguably the best defense in the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs. Demonze, go right ahead. Doesn't matter what the Chiefs are, man. They're going to get the dub. So they uh, handle business over the Dolphins 21-14. to Everybody's saying the bigger yep. problem is how the Dolphins is how the Dolphins can't seem to beat really good teams. Uh, every team they've beaten is below 500 and quite yep. far below 500, actually. Uh, would you rather the defending champs get their roses or is it better for the doubt and bulletin board material to keep flowing? Okay, so I'll answer that. I I know Demonte I think's having some earpiece issues, but I think we'll we'll get that figured out while I answer. Hopefully, here is I understand folks are now have adjusted what is expected of the Chiefs to a way to where they flatly will not accept them being a different type of great football team. That despite the fact that only one team in the league has a better record, despite the fact that they're the one seed, because and despite the fact that they were they won the Super Bowl last year with this exact offense, with the exception of Juju Smith Schuster was on the team last year and Rasheed Rice was not. People are convincing themselves there is something deeply wrong with the Chiefs if they are not high-flying, if they are not a dynamic, dynamite offense, which up to this point they have not been. There is no denying the fact that up to this point, what the Chiefs have been 
is an above average offense. Number four in the offense in in the NFL in yards per game. Number 12 in the offense in points per game, or in the NFL in points per game. So, uh, you know, a fringe top 10 offense, firmly in the top 10 in yards, just outside the top 10 in points, and a dominant defense that just held the Miami Dolphins and Tua Tungavailoa to 14 points, had Tyreek Hill have his worst game in more than a year. And folks simply don't want that to be how the Chiefs win games. But the question I posed to everyone on First Things First, and I will pose to the audience right now, is the following. Do you think Patrick Mahomes is an all-time great quarterback? I think everyone is going to say yes to that. Now, I'm not going to ask the next question that you think I'm going to ask. I am now going to say, Replace Patrick Mahomes in your mind's eye with any other all-time great quarterback in his prime. Any other one. Pick Peyton. Pick Brady. Pick Rodgers in his prime. Pick Marino. Pick any of the other guys that are in the Patrick Mahomes echelon. And ask yourselves this. If that quarterback in the prime of his career had a consensus top three defense and a consensus top three head coach, would that team be head and shoulders clearly the scariest team and the best team in the league? If you took Apex Peyton Manning and gave him a top three defense and a coach you love, would that be the scariest team in the league? Tom Brady, with a top three defense and a coach you love, would that automatically be the scariest team in the league? If you then add to it that they were the defending champions and they're 7-2 and two with one bad game, one bad loss all year, with the tiebreaker over one divisional leader in Jacksonville, just got the tiebreaker over another divisional leader, Miami, what would we be talking about? What Now, you might say, well, that doesn't guarantee you're going to win the Super Bowl. Of course, winning Super Bowl is hard. Do, single elimination postseasons are difficult on all fronts. But is it not correct for me to say there has been a wildly disproportionate amount of what is wrong with the Chiefs for a team that no te- every single team in the league from a raw record perspective, would trade places with the Chiefs except for Philly. And from a holistic perspective, every team in the league, if you could trade quarterbacks, would you trade with the Chiefs? Of course you would. Every team in the league, if you could trade coaches, would you trade with the Chiefs? At least 29 of them would. And Every team in the league, if you could trade defenses with the Chiefs, would you? 28 of them would. So what are we talking about? So is it that I, and this just unrepentant Kansas City homer, I won't recognize this is clearly a flawed, damaged team, or am I the only one seeing this clearly? Go ahead, Demonze. It looks like you want to say something. I think maybe the problem is the Chiefs aren't as dominant as you may describe. Um, You're always talking about how... Why, how the Chiefs never blow anybody out. Why is that? 
Why is it that they never blow anybody out? They're always playing well, really so close let's, games. But other teams but have the so, ability to blow these teams out of the water. So like that the, the Lions. I mean, in week one, they lost to them. And then, you know, they, I consider, I mean, it's not a bad ahead. loss. The Lions are rolling. But, like, when you look at what other teams have done to them, it's just like, it's crazy when you put two and two together. No, so listen, the the Chiefs, I guess from a style points perspective, I know that they don't blow people out except for, of course, when they do. So they blew out the Chargers, they blew out the Bears. Those games, you know, we're the, the, we're just gonna we're we're this is another thing we do where it's like, well, if you take out the times the offenses look great, the offense hasn't looked great. Well, yeah, I agree with that. And if you take out the wins, they've only lost. And so, yes, the Ravens. The, the Ravens in the last three weeks have two wins, the likes of which the Chiefs don't have. A blowout victory, a blowout dominant victory over two good teams. Maybe not great teams in Detroit and Seattle, but two good teams. But in the interim of that, what the Ravens have is two bad losses. The Chiefs have one. A closer than you would have liked game. I the well, you know what? I can't call the Cardinals game closer than you would have liked. It ended up closer than you would have liked, but it wasn't actually close. The Ravens dominated that game. Right now, this moment, if you had, if none of us had ever seen the NFL, we would definitely say the if we didn't had no context of history that the Ravens have a very strong argument that they're the best team. I get that. But because we have, and because right now the Ravens have the number one scoring defense, and then the Chiefs are right there with the number two scoring defense, so you call the defense as a wash, it's not ridiculous to say that, well, on one hand you have a guy who is building a resume. Well, if we're talking about what they're going to look like in the postseason, Lamar Jackson's biggest question mark of his career is his postseason performance. He's won one playoff game ever. In the, we have seen Lamar be dominant in regular seasons throughout his career and then either be hurt for the postseason or play poorly in the postseason. And the opposite's the case with Kansas City. But I'm not even asking that everyone acknowledge what I think is so clearly true, that the Chiefs check every box you would want of the Super Bowl favorite. The best coach. The best quarterback, a dominant defense. Now, a Nick, but they don't have enough. They don't have the skill position guys. Well, you're not going to have a perfect football team. You are making trade offs, and you saw it on Sunday. The Chiefs traded Tyree Kill for draft picks. They used one of those draft picks on Trent McDuffie. Tyree Kill and Trent McDuffie literally ran into each other, and Trent McDuffie ripped the ball out of his hands, and they won the game because of it. And people are still like, ah, they missed Tyree Kill. Yes, this team with Tyree Kill would be better. But would this team be better with Tyree Kill without Trent McDuffie? Without the other draft picks they were able to make because of that trade? Without the cap, uh, the salary cap space they were able to acquire because of that trade? I don't agree. I don't believe that. And there is also, and this is the part that is simply baffling to me, the proof of concept of they not only did they win the Super Bowl, they won the Super Bowl by scoring 38 points and being the highest scoring team in the NFL last year without Tyreek Hill. And so I, there has been so much hand-wringing about what's wrong with the Chiefs, and the answer is nothing. 
The, so the answer is, say, go ahead. You guys aren't like, you guys aren't hurting for Tyreek Hill, but you could use Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill would be every a nice asset. Every team could use Tyreek Hill. Yeah, uh, all right. Every, 100%. every team Because you say that you guys Tyree don't Kill. miss them, but like kind of like you, you guys kind of do. Like as far as well, like the production that you is, get from the receivers. But you, th- this is, okay. Here's the point that I am making. Demonze, I'm going to use a, I'm just going to make, use a bad analogy, but I'm going to use it. Okay. Let's say you had a really fancy, nice computer. Okay. And you traded it to someone for an electric bicycle because you needed a way to get to work. And now you have a way to get to work and you're using it, but you don't have the computer. You miss the computer. You wish you had it, but you decided to get rid of it for something you needed more. And by the way, you have with some money, you got you, you got the electric bicycle and a thousand bucks. And with that thousand bucks, you bought a couch. So you're sitting on your couch, missing your computer, but you get to and from work with your bike. This idea, every time you make a trade, you are giving up something of value to get something of value back. But since they made that trade, there has been one Super Bowl played, they won it. There has been one full (laughs) season played. They had the highest scoring offense in the league. Their quarterback won league MVP. And this year, what you are seeing is is the fruits of, with that trade, we drafted a bunch of defensive players, and we have the best defense in the history of the team. And people are still like, well, I don't know if they should have done it. I I don't, I, I, I am, I'm just baffled by it. I'm, and I don't actually think, here's the last point, I don't think people actually believe it. I don't think people, I think people, want the Chiefs to have to win shootouts and seeing them be able to win games when the offense isn't clicking is so A, weird, and B, scary. They're trying to speak into existence some major issue. But I'm just asking, what team in the league wouldn't trade places with Kansas City? And you can say Philly, but I... And Philly, by the way, has been... They have handled their business this year, and they've handled their business a game better than Kansas City has. Um, and you know what? I'll ask it another way. I'm going to ask it one other way, and then we'll move on. When the playoffs roll around, no matter who the Chiefs are playing, if their next round opponent is set, so if the Chiefs are playing the final game of divisional round weekend or the final game of conference championship weekend, okay, and the other teams are set, and all these other teams are like, all right, we're on to the next round. No matter who the Chiefs are playing, are those other teams rooting for the Chiefs to win or the other team to win? If the Ravens have advanced to the conference championship game and it's chiefs Bengals, who are the Ravens rooting for? They want to play the Chiefs and this flawed offense? If the Eagles or the Niners or the Cowboys or the Lions have made the Super Bowl and it's Chiefs-Ravens in the conference championship game, who are the, who is the other team rooting for? Because that's who they, they... They're like, oh, give us the Chiefs. Of course not. Every team in the league is hoping the Chiefs get upset because they're the scariest team in the league to face. That's undeniable. All right, let's talk Eagles now. Go ahead. 
All right, the Eagles proved again who's the top dog in the NFC with their win over Dallas. Defense obviously had some problems, and Jalen Hurts looks a little hurt. Uh, are things in are, are as sunny in Philadelphia as they seem right now? Well, I, listen, Jalen is hurt, and he I, I, I thought he was good, not great in that game, but because he was injured, you give him a great grade because he fought through it. And I think Philly is an imperfect team, not because of Jalen, but most notably because, as I said before the game, and I listen, I know I picked the Cowboys, I was wrong, but a lot of the reasons I picked the Cowboys ended up being proven out. If if you can block Philly, you can cook their secondary. Just undeniably. If you the the teams that right now this year, how here's a stat. There have been 19 300-yard, three-touchdown passing games in the NFL all year. There have been 19 of them, okay? All 32 teams, all 10 weeks, 19 times a quarterback is thrown for 300 yards and three touchdowns within one game. Philadelphia has allowed four of the 19. So almost a quarter of the hands-down, holy crap, great quarterbacking performances this year have been allowed by Philly. Now, the flip side to that stat is the 15 that Philly didn't allow, those teams are 1-14. The team that allowed 300 yards and three touchdowns passing, 15 times, Philly's not involved, those teams have one win and 14 losses. Philly has allowed four, they're 4-0. Philly is undefeated allowing these amazing passing games. The rest of the league is 1-14. Now they're allowing them way more than any other team. Philadelphia is best positioned of any team in the NFC. I do The Niners, you know, we didn't see them this weekend, but last time we saw them, their quarterback was spiraling and they lost three straight. The Lions might not be quite ready for prime time. But I do think the Lions could block Philly. And Dallas is right there, but Philly just beat them. And now, you know, it's going to be an uphill battle for Dallas to not have that game in Philadelphia if they were to play in the postseason. So Philly has handled its business. They are incredibly sharp in how they go for it on fourth downs, brotherly shove or not. But they have, to me, a glaring weakness that if they were to get back to the Super Bowl, I think most notably Kansas City and Cincinnati could absolutely take advantage of and maybe Baltimore. So I I, Philadelphia, I don't know how they're going to shore up that secondary. They traded for Bayard. Slay and Bradbury haven't been good this year. Isn't but, that like perfect with, though? Like ahead. with the with the Chiefs and the Eagles, as far as the secondary lagging and the Chiefs not having great receivers, like wouldn't that be like the yes, yeah? But the the, the Chiefs played the, them the, in the Super Bowl last year with this same receivers, and they scored thirty eight points. Like that's the thing. Like the 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 idea. The thing. Now again, maybe I'm maybe <laughs> I'm wrong. Maybe I am w- greatly o- undervaluing the contributions of Juju Smith Schuster, but it is. Literally the same receiving core, except Juju's gone and Rasheed Rice is in. And I think Rasheed Rice is already tracking towards being better. But I, 
but I don't want to talk about the Chiefs' angle of it. I want to get, listen. The Eagles are eight and one through nine games. They've had no Super Bowl hangover. They now they are another team that is not blowing teams out. What they are doing is handling their business. They the you know they blew out Miami kind of. They beat Miami by fourteen. That was the great drive at the end of the game that sapped the clock. They're not blowing Bucks. teams out, but they're winning. They're yeah. say it again. Oh, and they blew no, out I the Bucks, Bucks early in the year. Fourteen. Yeah, no, that's right. But the, the and they but a lot of these. If you can't block them, you're drawing dead against them. If you can block them, they're going to get in a shootout. Now, where I also give Philly credit is Jalen Hurts has proven capable of winning these shootouts. And AJ Brown has been exceptional. So listen, Philly is, I, I Philly is right now a very legitimate NFC favorite and a deserved NFC favorite. I know I picked the Cowboys, but they Philly right now has earned it. What's yeah. what are you looking? I mean, the NFC just sucks. Like I mean, it sucks. Well, I don't know there. the I mean, top of the NFC. I mean, people like the Niners, Lions, Niners. People like yeah, the Lions. I mean, of course. Right. And and they just beat uh, the Cowboys. I mean, the NFC's got, I think, four legit teams. The Seahawks have to take a bit of a step back. And then there's a bunch of nothing. Like the Seahawks right. getting rolled the way they got rolled. They've got to take a step back, at least for the time being. Um. All right, let's go to Monday Night so Football. So, you... Dwayne, do you want to talk? You've apparently been picking a fight with this guy. No, from sunny, I, I uh, no, always sunny. It, no, there's always sunny. He just said the never a doubt thing. I don't really care. I didn't. I don't know. I, I'm not. I didn't watch the show. I know he's not Danny DeVito, and he's not the guy from Horrible Bosses. So I'm not really that familiar with him. I know he was on. It's always sunny. People get mad at me when I say that. I you know that when people tweet never a doubt. Uh, they're stealing it from me that they're like, oh, Nick, you're not the first person to say it. Obviously, I'm not the first person to say it. Am I the first person to really popularize it in reference to when you've won a football game that there was actually massive doubt about? And maybe I think I was, but that's neither here nor there. Go ahead. All right. Uh, so <laughs> the only thing the Jets had going for them was uh, Aaron Rodgers passing the ball pregame. Uh, so he clearly yeah. wants to come back early from this Achilles injury. Uh, so looking at the Jets' schedule, what's realistic for him to come back, and when should he come back if they want to make a playoff run? Okay, he can't. I <laughs> I still do not believe he's going to come back, and the Jets are the, the Jets are cooked. The Jets tried to pretend like they were going to be able to get by with Zach Wilson, and because they won a few games, we were like, oh, maybe they can. No, they can't. And you saw it last night, and. The Zach played well against the Chiefs, to his credit, played passable against the Broncos, and then he was bad against the Eagles, and Jalen had the worst game you know he's had in years and gave that game to the Jets. The Giants game is the single worst win I've ever seen in NFL history, and then they were drawing dead against the Chargers. The Jets, and I because I said we were going to be fast today because we got off to such a late start, I, I'm going to talk about this at length on the TV show today, but the way the Jets managed the quarterback situation this year was total malpractice. And I don't know Terrible. if they were protecting Aaron Rodgers' ego or the GM's ego who selected Zach Wilson, but they were in service of protecting someone's pride. They sacrificed any chance at competing for anything this year because that defense is excellent. But 
the people are like, when should Aaron come back? I mean, let's be the most optimistic you possibly could be and say Aaron actually would be available by the very end of the season. Uh, Or call it December, that he sets all the records. Aaron Rodgers is going to come back for a 5-11 and team? Like, that's what we're talking about? No, he's not. And they're at the Raiders this week, then at Buffalo, home for the Dolphins, home for the Falcons, home for the Texans, at the Dolphins. Their best-case scenario, best case, is they go 2-4 and four over the next six. That puts, them, that puts them at 6-8 and eight and totally cooked. So, no. I mean, there's going to be a 10-win team in the AFC that misses the playoffs. And, by the way, like, the offensive line is still... It, it, the idea that Terrible. Aaron Rodgers is going to come back on one. Yeah, I mean, give me a break. All right, next. Wait, so next. Do, do you think the Chargers have any life, like uh, with the with the win last night, or do you want to go want to go over that at all? No, I mean, I the, listen. The, the win last night doesn't mean much to me for the Chargers. The Chargers' season was on the line against Kansas City, and they didn't show up. They since then have beaten the Bears and the Jets, and you know you're happy for them. But they already have four losses. They have games left against the Lions, the Ravens, the Bills, and the Chiefs. Two divisional games against the Broncos, who aren't good, but divisional games are hard. And then road games at the Packers, that shouldn't be hard. At the Patriots, that shouldn't be hard. Uh, and at the Raiders, a road divisional game. I mean, the Chargers feel like they're going to charger this and be 9-8. and eight. And maybe going into the final week of the season, the most vintage way for this Chargers season to end would be for them to be 9-7 and seven going into week 18 at home against the Chiefs, have the Chargers be in a win-and-end situation, and the Chiefs being a already clinched the one seed, benching Mahomes for rest situation, and the Chargers still lose the game. That would be like the most <laughs> vintage Chargers season possible. Is like you, when you look at the schedule and you're in the AFC West, you are praying that one of your two Chiefs games is week 18 because there's a chance the Chiefs are resting people there. There is the, you're a one. massive dog. What? Well, the I mean, I mean, I understand the Chiefs lost Week One this year, but the prior to that, they had never lost Week One. The uh, with Mahomes, you're hoping if it's a you got to play a divisional game in the final week of the year, and you're hoping that's your Chiefs game because if they've clinched a few years ago, the Chargers beat the Chiefs in this exact scenario. Mahomes was. Uh, it was Herbert's rookie year, I think. Mahomes was resting. The starters were resting, and the Chargers got the win. But I think the Chargers are a 9-8 and team that misses the postseason. I picked them to make the playoffs for the year. I don't believe that's who they are. All right, go ahead. All right, C.J. Stroud has exceeded expectations as a rookie. He's breaking records. Uh, Houston's thrilled, but you hinted how this emergence added to the disproportionate, uh, disproportionate, disproportionate quarterback talent in the AFC versus NFC. So we're going to do a Nick Makes It Right. Uh, how should the league go about fixing the quarterback imbalance in the NFL? There's no way to fix but, it. Yeah, I, mean, I was they about just, to they, say. They, no, I mean, yeah, I joked see, that yeah. we need to do a conference realignment based on strength of quarterbacks. But 
he, like, here's the, and I'm not breaking news here, but aside from Jalen and Dak, take Jalen Hurts one, Dak Prescott two. Jared Who's Goff. the next best quarterback in the NFC? Jared, Jared I Goff. I mean, he's hurt, he's hurt right uh, now. Uh, no, Goff's not hurt. Goff's fine. Uh, Kirk Cousins is, is Goff hurt. hurt? I, it's Kirk. No, no it's, yeah, Kirk, it's Kirk. Kirk. Yeah, um, Kirk's done for the year. Kirk, he popped his Achilles. It, so would look he at be it. third or fourth? I mean, Kirk would have been third or fourth, but he's done for the year and, and is then a free agent. If you in, in the AFC, you have Mahomes. The what the producers have listed: Mahomes, Burrow, Lamar, Trevor, Tua, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, C.J. Stroud. Of the ten best quarterbacks in football. Eight of them might be in the AFC. It's also why the NFL needs Caleb and Drake May to go to the NFC. You need some of these. And I don't even know that, you know, you you can't guarantee Drake May is going to hit. But you need some of these. Like this year, the Panthers in the NFC had the number one pick. They took Bryce Young. The Texans in the AFC had the number two pick. They were forced to take C.J. Stroud. Just flip those two, and you're—you know what I mean. We're in a different situation now. The mm-hmm. NFC, maybe people believe Kyler is gonna come back and change this, or people believe in Brock Purdy in a way I don't. But the problem is Kyler is gonna get replaced next year by Caleb if they get the number one pick. Drake may if they get the number two pick, and then where does Kyler go? There's just there's no easy way to fix this. But it's just, if you're in the NFC, you feel like you have so many more opportunities. Meanwhile, if you're in the AFC, you it is just a murderer's row of quarterbacks. And C.J. Stroud, who is having one of the best rookie seasons ever and just had one of the best games anyone has played in the NFL all year, is just, you know, add him to the bunch. All right, take a quick break. Come back. What's right? Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, welcome back in. What's right with Nick Wright? Demonze, what game are we playing? Before we get to right or wrong, I should say, it's a new month, so it's time for another edition of Plant Your Flag. Go ahead. Yep, playing Plant Your Flag. Quick reminder, you're going to keep some uh, from last time, and then you're going to replace others. Last month, you added the Bengals are cooked, and Belichick's job security is a hot debate topic. Which flags are you replacing this month? Probably both of those. Okay, so I said before week one that the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL, check. That Robert Sala was going to end up on the hot seat, give it another few weeks, and then check. That the quarterback woes will bite the 49ers has already happened, check. Now, then I last month I added that Bill Belichick's uh, job security is going to be a hot debate topic, Check the Athletic today. They talked about whether or not he could be fired mid-season if they lose in Germany. Check. So I only have room to add one more. 
Luckily, I have a bad one. I said the Bengals were cooked. They obviously are not. They're terrifying. Now, the Bengals are in a weird spot. I thought they were cooked because I didn't think Joe Burrow was going to be able to get healthy by continuing to play football. I was wrong. He's fully healthy, and they're back to being awesome. Now, here's the problem for the Bengals. They, here's what they their next month is. Home for the Texans, all of a sudden tough game, particularly since they have had they've essentially been season on the line three weeks in a lo- in a row Seattle at the Niners home for the bills and the week after the Texans game actually the Thursday after the Texans game they're in Baltimore so that's kind of like vintage trap game spot but the Bengals home for the Texans then at the Ravens home for the Steelers at the Jags so and then they end the year by the way, They go home for Colts, home for Vikings, sure, easy. Then at Pittsburgh, at Kansas City, home for the Browns. So the Bengals are terrifying, and they are also far from guaranteed to even be a playoff team. But if they get in, I mean, with Joe Burrow playing this way, he's he's hands down the second-best quarterback alive, has been for a couple years. I'm glad folks are now joining me on that. Um, People aren't, you know, you don't hear about Josh Allen quite as much as you once did. I wonder why. So, but the Bengals are not cooked. They are they are not, you know, they're they are not fully safe, but they're not cooked. So we're gonna remove Bengals are cooked and we're gonna replace it with something we talked about last month that despite Philly beating Dallas, I still like, and that's Detroit being the one seed. The Lions now coming off a bye. They have two losses. What they have after the bye. At the Chargers, that's always a kind of unfair spot, if you ask me. It's not only the Lions are coming off a bye, it's that the Chargers played on Monday. So the Chargers are on a short week, the Lions are on super extended rest. After that, they have the Bears, the Packers, the Saints, the Bears, the Broncos, the Vikings, at the Cowboys, and then the Vikings. The Lions, to me, look like, at this point, a 14-win team given that schedule. So they can be the one seed. Philly and, let me make sure I'm right on this, but, well, the the Eagles-Lions tiebreaker would come down likely to conference record, which would be tricky, I guess, it would because they eat right now, Philly's one loss is a non-con loss. The Lions also have one non-con loss. So that's a tricky one. I think the line, I think Philly's going to slip up a bit in the coming weeks even though I think Philly's excellent what they have and we've talked about this at length they're at Kansas City then home for the Bills home for the Niners at the Cowboys at the Seahawks before they finish with Giants Cardinals Giants which is basically they're going to have a month off before the playoffs so I think that the Lions catch the Eagles and the Lions are the one seed. That's where I'm planting my flag. All right, Wait, let's play so our game. That wasn't yeah, the one ahead. seed on there. Like, that wasn't coming out on top of their division. Because when we placed that bet a while ago, I was under the impression that it was them finishing over the You thought we Bears, were getting Green plus Bay and 450? Demonze. You thought we yeah, were getting so like, plus 450 on in. them winning the division? Yeah, I did, honestly. Buddy, I prob- they were like minus 500 to win the division. <laughs> they were the you know, massive I mean, favorite. 
That's why you liked that bet so much. I lo- I loved it, and I was I thought it was free well, yeah, money. Of I was course. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna get a check. Okay. In a, in a few oh months. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, no, we did make that bet, but it's to be the one seed, not to win the NFC North. Uh. Okay. All right. All right let's play well, right or wrong real quick. Right or wrong. So first we got Josh Dobbs yep. here. Vikings quarterback Josh Dobbs studied aerospace engineering in school. Now he's playing out of this world. Despite not knowing the playbook or even some of his teammates' names, he came in and led an unforgettable win for his third team in three months. Right or wrong, playing quarterback is not rocket science. Well, listen, I Josh Dobbs obviously a brilliant guy, and what he did this weekend is remarkable, and he deserves all the credit in the world. But, and I tweeted this, and we can be fast on it, But I am old enough to remember, in the midst of the obvious blackballing of Colin Kaepernick, that when he had only been blackballed for like a year Mm. and was still in football shape and still available, and even if people were like, ah, he's not a great quarterback, but he was obviously good enough to play in the NFL, whenever a quarterback would get hurt and people would be like, hey, you could sign Cap, what all of... That just the talking points from the entirety of NFL media was, well, really, what would be the point? Because even if they sign him, you you can't play quarterback unless you've been there for at least a month, six weeks. By that time, the quarterback's back. Like, he's got to be there for a long time. And since then, just in the last nine months of football, we've seen Baker Mayfield get signed on a Tuesday and lead a game-winning 98-yard drive for the Rams on, th- on like, Thursday night football or whatever the hell that was, if you remember that game. And Josh Dobbs get traded midweek, not know anyone's name, learn the cadence on the sideline, and play awesome. So maybe, just maybe, that you, yes, it is not an ideal situation, but it's doable. All right, next. All right, everyone is finally joining me in the, on the Ravens bandwagon. They just blew out the Seahawks and destroyed a teaser and are looking dominant yeah. on both sides of the football. Yeah, Demonte loves the Ravens and then just teases against them and loses and, his and bets. I'm, this, we got it. the it's betting really show bad. on Thursday, but I'm literally never doing that again. Um, like Even well, watching the game just yeah. felt kind of weird. But right or wrong, yeah. Ravens are the Chiefs' biggest threat. Um. Okay, so... Cincinnati has earned the title because they've played the Chiefs tough and they have the only quarterback in the league that's beaten Patrick Mahomes in a game that mattered. Oh, Nick, all the games matter. Just to be very clear, because I said this on TV yesterday and people didn't quite understand it. What is the point of the regular season, DeMonze? Playoff seeding, right? To determine who has the highest seed, who has home field, all of this. Since Patrick Mahomes has been on the Chiefs, have they ever had to play a road playoff game? No. So they've either been the one seed or been the default one seed because the one seed lost every single year. So they literally have not had a damaging regular season loss because they've been in perfect seeding and playoff positioning every single year. So Patrick Mahomes has lost three games that mattered in his career. One to Tom Brady as a Patriot, one to Tom Brady as a Buck, and one to Joe Burrow. So Joe Burrow is the only quarterback alive that has beaten Patrick Mahomes in a game that matters. Because of that, his team gets the title of the scariest team. They have earned that. Now to the Ravens. 
And people go ahead, Demonte. Go, go. Nothing. I just say that, like, some get. I hate bringing it back there, dude, but, like, would you say the first game of the season matters? I'd say that's a pretty big game. Well, let's see. I kind of know. Well, let's see. Uh, you mean the Lions game? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the well, Lions game. Well, let's see. Game, if the Chiefs get the one seed, how much does it matter? I think there are I'm certain wins that you if just need for, up, for your soul and your, I don't well, want to say your ego, no, no, no. but just maybe like for the locker mattered, room, maybe. Certainly matters for the other team, maybe. But I'm what I'm saying is, if the Chiefs end up with the number one seed this year at fifteen and two or fourteen none and three it, or whatever, none of it would have mattered. Is what you're saying? Well, well, I'm just I'm just asking. I I'm I, the I here's I I am asking that if if you end up achieving your the maximum the the biggest reward for the regular season is playoff seeding. If you end up with the number one seed, then I would argue the losses didn't matter. Now, if you end up being a game out of that one seed, it mattered greatly. We'll see. So we'll see if that game ended up mattering for the Chiefs. Now to the Ravens and the point I was trying to make. And people will get mad. But a quick history lesson on Lamar and the Ravens. Lamar's first year in the league. He did not start until late in the season, he took over a middling at best team. They immediately went six and one, looked awesome, and then in the playoffs he was terrible. Lamar's second year in the league, he started from day one. They not only started six and two, they finished fourteen and two. He was the league MVP unanimously, and in the playoffs looked terrible the next year the Ravens started you guessed it six and two and then in the playoffs beat the Titans and then lost to the Bills the next year he started six and three and then got hurt and last year they started seven and three and then he got hurt I say all that to say this the Ravens are in the I'll believe it when I see it in the postseason group sorry we do this in sports all the time This is essentially what the uh, James Harden Rockets turned into at some point. It was like, yep, great regular season. I'll believe it when I see it in the playoffs. I need to see you come through. So the Ravens' defense has been unbelievable, and Lamar has a case he has been the MVP of the league. But there is, And I take the team very seriously. But there is a bit of a, I have seen it first, fall on its face too many times in the postseason, that Ravens operation, for me to fully believe in them. And I think that's fair. I think that's what a lot of people do He's with the Cowboys. Now. He's different. paid, and they have more weapons, And but I need to see it. Um, all right, let's do the Raiders. All right, by the looks of their celebration, you would think that the Raiders had just won a playoff game, but they were actually lighting up cigars to celebrate beating Tommy DeVito and the Giants to move to 4-5. and five. Right or wrong, Raiders were celebrating firing McDaniels, not the win. I, thought, I mean, I both. So. They were celebrating both. They wouldn't have done that had they lost. And right. I understand that a lot of people think it's a bad look. I thought it was charming. They were just so sick of McDaniels. They got a win. They played great. Good for them. I'm not going to rain and on Jimmy. The Raiders haven't. The, the Oh, yeah. yeah. The Raiders <laughs> haven't had many. 
good moments lately. All right, Demonte, let's skip all the way down to the college football game because you were at what I thought was going to be the college football game of the year, Washington USC. Go ahead. Yeah, so I went to the first my first college basketball or football game with Daniel Victor and the guys. Uh, Chauncey, shout out to Chauncey. Uh, Heisman favorite. Instead Michael. of even asking me the question, hold on. Instead of even asking me the question, I don't care. I, I don't care that. The, tell you about I my don't experience. Care that Caleb cried after yeah, the dude, game. Yeah, I've, tell me what you thought of it. Yeah, that was a uh, that was uh, this is unfortunate, but uh, I do think that his play style is pretty crazy. It's the it's the little move that he does, like where he like the little angle that he takes, where he gets. I mean, somebody did a front flip uh, when we saw the game the other day. Uh, I thought it was cool, but I think that you know he's gonna have guys like Joey Bosa pulling up on him, and I don't know if that same type of stuff is gonna fly. But I mean, obviously, athleticism is gonna follow you wherever you go. But uh, but I'm curious to see how it translates to the pros. Um, but I enjoyed what did the you think of the environment at USC? At the it was crazy. Game, first big it was time crazy. college it was, football game. It was the most people that I've been around in a very long time. It was like so many yeah. people, man. Um, energy was great uh i really like the music that the band was playing a lot of familiar songs that i just yeah. didn't expect them to like do an instrumental to but uh but yeah no it was it was a great experience no defense was played got to see a lot of offense no. it's very cool um, no. uh yeah. who's wearing the michigan outfit and why are they That's wearing the michigan outfit to the U- Oh, or Quincy. Okay. Shout out Chauncey. Quincy. Shout out Quincy. Oh, oh, Quincy, wow. I'm so sorry, wow. dude. Just dropping F bombs. You're saying I didn't the wrong say the F word. Ch- yeah, 100%. I said the F word? Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah, 100%. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, so go through the questions, Demonte. Start with Joey. Joey Joey DeMontel said, Nick, do you think C.J. Stroud has the potential to be a top three quarterback in the league with Mahomes and Burrow? But sure, I mean the, I mean a fun exercise that I was doing, the uh, yesterday off the air was you get any quarterback you want, just take Caleb out of it, just guys that are the pros for the next decade. Mahomes is the first pick, Burrow's the second pick. Who's the third? Some would argue Lamar. Some would argue Jalen. I think CJ would get some votes. I think, see, if we're talking long-term, I think, see, I think Trevor, obviously some would argue Trevor, but he's put himself, he has acquitted himself as well as someone can through half a season. Um, all right, next. Daniel Kristasek asks, should the Packers yeah. be throwing the rest, uh, throwing the rest of their season? Do they have a chance to, uh, for a good quarterback in the draft? I don't know that they have to throw the rest of their season. I mean, they might just be losing games. I mean, the Packers are really, really bad. Now, they have games left against the Giants, Panthers, and Bears. So, I, the, that, but somebody, I believe in Shador as at least an interesting NFL prospect, and he's not going to go top five if he goes in this year's draft. 
Uh, now, I, I, I'd be very interesting to, for, to see Shador be like, hey, guess what, Shador? You're going to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Have fun. Um, <laughs> and so, but, I mean, the Packers, obviously, you're going to have to move off love, I think, after this year. Um, all right, and let's go to... Uh, actually, you know what? Deckel Bird wanted to ask about the NBA in-season tournament. I need to see more of it. I, we only saw the one games of pool play. And Ali said, Demonte, quit fading the Ravens in your teasers. All good points. I got to get to work. I'll see you guys on Colin today around 1 o'clock Eastern. I'll see you on First Things First at 3. What's right?